Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Castro, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you doing? Adam, I'm good. I'm pretty good today. Uh, the weather sucks. Weather sucks, yeah. but it is weather Friday. Friday. Yeah, I'm good. I'm uh, ready to preview, preview the games. We are halfway through, and in case maybe you listen to us when we were talking about, you know, if COVID was to ruin the season and when the league year would become official. We're at that point. So it That's seems right. like if we make it through these games, league champions will be decided. Listen, don't don't tempt fate here. You're like a cop in a movie saying, oh, I'm just a week away from retirement. That's what you're doing. <laughs> don't do that. Don't tempt fate. No, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do such a uh, a a blasphemous and abhorrent thing. But and foreshadowing. <laughs> all I could say is big big brother's coming for anybody who has waited until week eight to pay league fees. Big brother is coming for me. Tuesday, Tuesday's the day. Well, I mean, for those people, watch out. Hope you have your money. It'll be even more frightening than Halloween. You know, I just figured I figured out uh, this morning that Halloween is tomorrow. I know. I had no idea. Yep. No clue. It's October. I had no idea. What the fuck is this? I just I just sort of discount Halloween. It's March ninetieth. Is what day? That's what day it is. It feels like it. <laughs> if you want to put the weather into the mix, you want to say that I'm in my sweats and a long sleeve and really playing the part for dress down Friday. Yeah. It, uh, it does feel like March 90th. Yeah. It's just, I don't even know in the year 2046. Yeah. (sighs) Mercury is still in retrograde. Thank goodness. On the bright side, the black plague only lasts like what? 300 years. That's fair. So yeah, that's fair. We're on a good pace. To not do that. Yeah, thank goodness. Thank goodness that we are not going to be uh, fucked up by the plague for 300 years. But you never know. We could be wearing masks outside for the rest of our lives. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Don't fuck even, that. Don't fuck, even. Fuck that. God. I actually, there's a, uh, I, I don't even know how I would call it a funny story. I would just, I would just, I would just call it a uh, unfortunate story where I was, out and about yesterday in the pouring rain, I was unhappy as it was. And I was wearing one of those masks where it's like they wrap around your your ears. Like, and that's the only kind of support that you get. And it's the ones that like tug on your ears a little bit. Yeah. And I had, I was probably, probably out for like an hour, give or take. And I got home and I took the mask off and I had the worst fucking migraine. All afternoon. Yo, I didn't even think about that, actually. Like, when it's, when it's like, dead winter and we have to wear masks or you, and, like, your ears are already freezing off as is. Oh, boy. Well, well, I have the I have the sleeve that you just, yeah. you know, you put over your – you wear it around your neck and you just pull it up. So for gear, winter, yeah. Yeah, so for winter, what I'm going to do is I'll just put it over my ears and, and, you know, bam, I'm good. You know, I look like a, uh, a freaking ninja. But <clears> – <throat> I mean, when I didn't have it, because it's in the, I'm in the middle of washing it because I think I wore it for my haircut and then I 
put it on. And then when I had like a clump of hair in my mouth, I wasn't too thrilled about that. And so that's in the wash machine. I had to go to a backup mask and I just realized I just never want to wear that thing again. Cause I, yeah. I literally from three o'clock on had the worst migraine that I've ever had in my life. And I'm someone that gets migraines a lot. That one was the worst because I, I was just like, I cannot function yeah. because of the stupid no. fucking mask, but it's crazy. Wear your masks, please. Please do that. Yes. Cause then it's, if, if you wear them now, then we won't have to wear them even further. No you promises on that to. one, but just yeah. wear your fucking masks. Just not do it like, anyway. Like, do it anyway. And there was another fun, another fun story too, before we move on to, uh, is Thursday it actually night. fun or is it about you being in pain? No, no, no. This is actually a funny story. Okay. It's actually a funny story. So I was in, uh, I was in Walgreens. I was in Walgreens. This is part of my afternoon shop yesterday. And I was getting my, my goods. I was paying for it's my goddamn hurricane my... outside. You're going shopping. Yeah. What can I, what can I say? You know, there's uh shopping never stops. Doesn't matter what the weather is, you know, got to go for a nice discount anyway. So I'm at the register <laughs> and this woman walks into the store and she's not wearing a mask. And the cashier goes to the woman. Yeah, you can't be in here if you don't have a mask on. And the woman just goes, ah, shit, I forgot my fucking mask. <laughs> and walked out. I was dying. Oh, my God. I was freaking dying. And it yeah. wasn't it was it wasn't even like just a regular, you know, pardon the uh the use of assuming race here, but it wasn't like a nor like a normal white, like uber white. Ah, shit! You know, I forgot my mask. It was like hardcore. Ah, shit! I forgot my mask. Yeah. Well, that's how you know you're in you're in Long Island, Long Island. I tell you, you know you're in Long Island. Yeah, you're in Long Island. Ah, shit! I forgot my mask in the car. Ah, shit. <laughs> Honey, did you close the garage door? Every time. Honey, can you put on a pot for coffee? Honestly, it's funny. Your, your Long Island accent, your, your exaggerated Long Island accent sounds part Boston. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, can you put on a pot of coffee? Can you put the coffee on? Anyway. So before Charlie, we get... close your windows. Your father has the air conditioning on. Anyway, so let's talk about. Do you have anything else? Before... Honey, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to listen to Boomer and Cotton. Topical comedy. That's what that is. It is topical comedy. I don't. I don't know if. Um, and again, this is no free advertising, but. Um, did you listen by any chance to, um, Carton's, uh, return yesterday at five o'clock? I did. Very good. Yeah. Very. I, I actually, he was more candid than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, no, I think it was great. I mean, it's not because I worked there. Well, it's not like it was required listening. They like sent out an email. Well, they sent out an email saying like, oh, well, this is, this is what's going to happen with the format going forward. Mm-hmm. As far as like the schedule, I don't know what else is going on with the schedule. They just said that like Carton and Evan are going to be two to seven starting next uh, next week or two weeks. 
because next Friday, a week from today is Joe is Joe's last day. So, right. Um, right. Well, well, when I was listening to um, to the show, he actually said something that um, was very, very like, you know, oh, shit, you know, and it really affected me on, you know, a, a big level. And uh, I thought it was something important that I wanted to make sure that I share on the podcast because obviously mental health is very, very important. And now, especially when we're going through when what everybody's going through, really, um, you know, people need to hear this. And what Carton said, which I thought was very, very important, and I'll echo it. And he was talking about his overall struggles and everything that he had gone through. And if you haven't watched a documentary, go watch a documentary. It's really good on HBO. Um, he had said, you are never alone. There is always someone out there that loves you and wants to help you. So if you are struggling with whatever you're going through, if it's depression, if it's anxiety, if it's anything under the sun, don't think that there is not a single person out there that will not or will not want to help you because there is. So definitely, 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 um, if you're struggling with anything, reach out for help because yep. that's the most important thing that you can do. Well, well, uh, well said by you and by extension, Craig. So there you go. Uh, let's move on into Thursday night. And just this game was kind of like, I don't know. I, I wasn't crazy about it. I feel like a lot – We've had really good games for Thursday night the past couple of uh, of times around, aside from like the Miami Jacksonville game. And next week is going to be amazing, actually, because it's Packers 49ers. Oh my God. Yeah, that game's getting really good. The Aaron Rodgers revenge really, really good. Love that. Um, but this game was kind of just like you you kind of felt like the Falcons were gonna blow this eventually. And so Teddy Bridgewater threw that interception. You know, what's funny is I said when we were watching the end of the game, I had said that Arthur Blank is on the field. So, you know, this game's going overtime right now. And then, oh Teddy, Bridge- and then Teddy Bridgewater uh, threw the pick. Yeah. I mean, this game was just, it wasn't as clean as I thought it was going to be. I, maybe by extension, it was actually cleaner than I thought it was going to be because it wasn't a point field extravaganza. Yeah, no, I thought it was, it was still was pretty high scoring, but relatively, I think that honestly, yeah. at this point, 25, like 20 points, 25, 17 is a pretty average score. Yeah. With the way the scoring's been this year. Yeah, it, it, it I agree with you, Adam. I think it was a um, it was a game that I don't think a lot of people saw coming in terms of the offenses, not necessarily clicking on all cylinders. I think the game actually took sort of a step back a bit when Calvin Ridley went out with his injury because now Carolina could really focus their attention on Julio and it really showed considering he had two catches in the second half and that really just started the ground and pound game that Atlanta really tried to use with uh, with Gurley and a touchdown saved his day and with Carolina what really kind of stumped them up a little bit was the hit that Teddy Bridgewater took and when he was out of the game and PJ Walker came in so I, I, I kind of ruined the momentum of the game a little bit. Um, it was not the cleanest football I've ever seen in my life. But overall, I think if you if you somehow started Curtis Samuel, congratulations, you 
were one of the only ones that actually benefited from this game, unless, of course, you started Julio or Young Hui Koo, then, yeah, you had a good night. But I think if you were a Mike Davis owner, if you're a Robbie Anderson owner, if you're a DJ Moore owner, um, if you're a Calvin Ridley owner, for sure. Or Teddy Hayden, Bridgewater think, owner. Yeah, or Ted, Teddy Bridgewater owner. Yeah, if you streamed him. If you are a Hayden Hurst owner, I think Hayden Hurst was all right last night. I don't think he really blew the cover off of anything, but I think he was okay. You probably were disappointed in how uh, how the game went, but luckily enough, it is Thursday, and there are plenty of opportunities for you now to go ahead and make up those scores, which is, I guess, the only good thing about Thursday is that you do have an opportunity now to, to see where you are and get yourself ready for Sunday to make a potential run at this. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Cause like with Monday, you're like, as soon as the game over, the game's over, you're like, Oh shit, I am fucked. This is not good. This is my last chance. Well, after, but, su- after Sunday. Yeah, no, I'm saying Monday, like after the Monday night game, if you had a bunch of players going there and that was like your last chance and they didn't. Well, yeah. After the Monday, game, after the Monday game, it's over. <laughs> then you're just like, Oh wow, I'm screwed. But if well, it's after if- Thursday, then, yeah, after the after the Monday game, you look back on Thursday and you say, "Oh fuck!" You know, if Robbie Anderson got me two more catches, if DJ Moore got me more catches instead of getting them all in the fourth quarter on a two minute drive, so all two of them. I think he, I think he ended up catching three. No, I'm looking at the box score. He he had two catches on six targets. That's horrendous for 55 yards. Wow, that's horrendous. That's really yeah. bad. So. That's really bad. Well, I mean, it's funny. We were waiting for Kurt. We were like waiting for Curtis Samuel to, to have something happen this season. This is it. But this is the Curtis Samuel though. This is what he does. He's, he's an okay start. If you are going to start him until he isn't. (laughs) No, but it's not even that it's a matter of you. You never feel comfortable with Curtis Samuel in your lineup because Even even if you started Curtis Samuel last night, let's just let's just think about this for a second. You started Curtis Samuel last night. Do you really think he's going to do anything when you have an offense that has Mike Davis in it, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Teddy Bridgewater can do it on his own as well? You really think Curtis Samuel is going to be the guy that would get two touchdowns out of no. all those guys? No, no. way! No Unless you're way! You're a time traveler. Yeah, unless you're a time traveler, yeah. Unless you have a uh, a magical hot tub that you can uh, time travel in, then then yeah, yeah. And you could predict, and you could try and make a bet on the drive, and then have a squirrel <laughs> come in and ruin your and ruin your gamble. <laughs> it's a very specific situation. I understand. It is a very uber specific situation. Yes, but it's almost like it was in a movie or something. I don't recall with John Cusack. I don't recall. Love that movie, actually. Anyway, yeah, so for this game, I mean, that was such a dirty hit on Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, don't get me started. I mean, Michael Thomas said it best, where it's like those hits don't belong in the game, especially when somebody who is as liked as Teddy Bridgewater is. Yeah, he he clearly gave himself up. When Michael Thomas is coming off, is coming off of his high horse to tell you that you're in the wrong, Michael Thomas is doing this, then that's the, how you know. The man who probably has the least amount of credibility. It's almost like if Vontez Perfect went on Twitter and said, yeah, that was a dirty hit. 
at that point i'd be like well you know he's the he's like a connoisseur (laughs) he's the president of the dirty hit fan club yeah (laughs) yeah it was that was that was a really dirty hit hopefully uh teddy's good he's got 10 days now to uh to rest up and um that's a good sign in terms of his overall hopes of playing in week nine versus the chiefs. And we went back, I believe this was on the uh, waiver show. Uh, we talked about, yeah, it was the waiver show. And we previewed the Thursday game. Uh, when we talked about what the deal was going to be with McCaffrey, uh, it is confirmed that what I believe is going to happen is going to happen in that McCaffrey was going, was going to sit this week, obviously, and then have 10 days to work up the game speed and then he'll be back in lineups week nine versus the chiefs. Yep. See, before we go into uh, our little, a little COVID update, because there have been some positive tests around the league. I just want to talk about the fact that the inconsistency on ejections for hits to the head is getting to the point of ridiculousness. Well, I, I mean, I'm assuming that this, they've pretty much adopted a zero tolerance policy on this. That yeah, but like, was it uh, Bostic? John Bostic, uh, yeah. John Bostic, yes. Who uh, concussed Andy Dalton. I mean, how does he not get ejected for that? He did get ejected. Uh, well, how does he not get suspended for it? Because they because they assume that with the, with, the, with the ejection, they're assuming that the ejection in and of itself is enough. So they're going off of the official ruling on the field as the reasoning for why they are going and making the call not to suspend the player. They're just going for he was suspend he was kicked out of the game early enough where now he's he's fine. He's done he's done his time. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that the NFL should take the uh the approach that college does, but they're targeting hits, targeting penalties where it's reviewed. And um, do they do like an automatic one game suspension or if it's later in the, or if it's later in the game, then the, the player has to sit out the uh, first half of the next game. First half. Yeah. Yeah. First half. Yeah. Because it's, it, I think the one thing that would make this more of a deterrent, I feel like is, to have player is to take away the game check of, of a player for a week because you get ejected for the game from the game. You're still getting, I, I don't know. You just say, Oh, well, we'll come back next week. Yeah. But I mean, that, that just opens up a whole can of worms with negotiating that with the NFL PA and, you know, you're going to the players and you're going to say, Hey, if you commit a dirty foul, we're going to take away your pay for a week. Yeah. I doubt the union gives that the okay. It's true, but these plays shouldn't be happening in the first place. No, they, they, they shouldn't be, and I agree with you. There should be more of a deterrent uh, for these things to happen. But Maybe half a game, you half know, a week's I, I don't know. I don't think that a lot of these players mean to go in leaning with their heads or anything. I think it's more of just instinct and just normal reactions to trying to make a football play and you know, they're not thinking in the moment. They're just acting based on, you know, what they've done their entire lives. And unfortunately, certain things happen where uh, dirty hits transpire and they are kicked out of the game. And 
you know, I don't think anybody is on the Vontez perfect level where they're trying to go out and actually kill somebody or, or Juju Smith-Schuster level when he's going out there trying to kill Vontez perfect. But yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I just don't see how the NFLPA would ever agree to something like that, where they just decide to say, yeah, okay. You know, you, you get ejected for a personal foul penalty you're going to go ahead and have your game check taken away. I don't, I don't know. They would agree to that. Okay. That was, that's what I would say if I was union rep for the NFL PA. Yeah. If you were like Demora Smith or something, if I was Demora Smith. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, before we move on to Sunday, uh, let's talk about again, some of the, some things that might affect Monday. And that is the fact that, Giants guard Will Hernandez tested positive for COVID-19. And um, also two Giants coaches, their, I guess it's their offensive line coach, uh, Brett Bioma, and their defensive backs coach, who I forget the name of. But he also, they, all, they both also tested positive. And basically, I think either yesterday or today, the, Giant, the uh, entire Giants offensive line was basically sent home. Correct. Because uh, they were obviously they were in close contact with with Will Hernandez. So they were all sent home and uh, the Giants are practicing at MetLife Stadium today because of the rain and not because of anything else. So thank God the Jets are in Kansas City right now. Right. They'll be they'll be practicing at MetLife today. Uh, Head coach Joe Judge basically said that all the meetings, though, and everything like that will be virtual and. So basically it'll be, you know, practice, do what you got to do on field and then everything off field will be virtual and everyone will go home and do what they have to do. But yeah, it, it, it's interesting that this game is going to be um, definitely one to watch, but I would say that it's probably in, I don't say it's, I wouldn't say it's in jeopardy not to happen. I would just say that you could see potentially Something happened where this game gets moved. I doubt it, though. Uh, but we'll have an answer, though, by Sunday. I would assume that if all tests do come back within the next 24, 48 hours, that you know all the Giants' offensive linemen are good, and there's no COVID being spread, then they're they're good to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But keep um, an eye out for it. Right. Well, the, don't the Giants have a bye next week? Yes. Yep. So I don't know when the when the Bucks have their buy, but I know the Giants are on buy next week. I think the Bucks have a later buy, I believe. Yeah. But at least if they have it on Tuesday, it won't conflict with Thursday because the Giants and because obviously the Giants have a buy and the Bucks aren't playing until next Sunday. So right. Um, the it would make it a bit easier. The Bucks have their buy. Week 13. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Bucks don't play again until next Sunday night against New Orleans. So that should be a fun game. And let's start off our game previews, our game uh, look at looks with the AFC East and the New England Patriots going to Buffalo, making a long trip south to Buffalo to play the really Buffalo Bills. Really long trip. It's like was it like five minutes. Um, yeah, so uh, all the way from Foxborough to to Buffalo, New York, and 
this game. So first off, big the biggest news for the injuries for this game is Julian Edelman, who is expected to be out this week, of course, but could also be out. Uh, like he, Ian Rappaport said on Twitter that he could also be in line for a stint on injured reserve. So that is worth monitoring if you have Julian Edelman. I don't think Julian Edelman is really worth starting anyway, just because he's really not shown you anything these past couple of weeks. But uh, basically what ended up happening with him is he ended up having like a, a cleanup procedure on his knee. I would assume that it's the knee that he tore two or three years ago where he tore his ACL and he was out for the season. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's worth monitoring if he goes on the, on the, uh, on IR, but I don't think it's really worth mon. I don't think he's worth starting anyway, because Cam Newton just has not shown you anything at all. And it's funny because when I theorized that Cam Newton, that we both theorized like that Cam Newton might be feeling residual effects of COVID Bill Belichick was asked the same question when he was doing his radio spot on WEEI uh, Intercom Affiliate. Um, wow, what a pluck. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you are a company man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was being asked about that, and he was like, listen, if he was if he was still feeling effects of this, of this, then we wouldn't have played him. If he wasn't 100%, then we wouldn't have played him. And I think that's kind of what we expected to hear from Bill Belichick. It's not going to give us any like juicy facts. No, no, of course this. not. Did you yeah, see? Did yeah. you see the uh, the answer that he gave to someone's question about if they lose this game, are the Patriots going to be sellers at the deadline? I did. It's very funny. Typical Bill Belichick. It's not like Adam Gaze who said Sam Darnold's lucky to make it out of that Bill game alive. He he actually said that he's like with the hits that Sam took. I'm lucky. We're lucky that he made it out of the game healthy. That's literally what he well, said. Well, he's right. <laughs> well, he's right. He is right. But it's like you just don't expect people to be so candid when they say it. <laughs> no, no. You expect to say something like, "Well, you know, the offensive line didn't do didn't really do their job, and Sam Ronald took some really nasty hits there." Not like we're lucky that we didn't have to go back to fucking Joe Flacco. <laughs> Anyway, enough of that. Let's move on to our starter meter. And Cam Newton. Two. Yeah. I don't blame you. It's just I, I just can't. I point, think I think at this point, without Julian Edelman, I think Cam Newton is is droppable. I mean, Nikhil Harry is also questionable heading into this game as well. Yeah, so even, it's the, like, even then he's like a one. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like his number one targets can be like Demir Bird, right, or, or something. Well, I think really the, the the best question here, Adam, is what Patriot are you good with starting? Uh, well, maybe now they go more to the running game, so maybe James White and Rex Burkhead. But even then, Damian I mean, Harris, even yeah, even then, I'm not really good with starting Patriots anyway because of of reasons but uh if i was a neutral completely neutral person who had no feelings either way towards new england i still which you are not which i which i am not i still wouldn't be all that comfortable with this offense yeah i would probably even then say james white's probably a four 
I think the Bills just absolutely stomp on them. Tank Bowl next week, next Monday. Well, they're too they're too far ahead in the uh, in the Tank Bowl, but they may they may go to. Are they play, is the game next Monday night? Is it in MetLife or is it's it? It's in MetLife. That's why I think the Jets have a chance to win because the Jets could, haven't won in Foxborough since like the dawn of the dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, yeah. The dawn of the dinosaurs, Adam. Yep. Ten years ago, you think the dinosaurs existed? Yep. All right. Fair enough. Anyway, so yeah. I mean, also this game's on the road too. Right. In Buffalo. That right. place has been like a fortress for the Bills. It has. Except they lost at home on two weeks ago right. against Kansas City. But mm-hmm. I mean, basically, other than that, it's been a fortress. Right. Um, yeah. So for so then let's just move on to Buffalo. Sure. So, so Josh Allen for you. Seven. Devin Singletary. Seven. Zach Moss. Five. Stefan Diggs. Gilmore plays eight. Gilmore doesn't play 10. The Stefan Gilmore experience. Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley's been really, really good. Very, very quietly. I would say he's probably a seven. Seven as well. Is John Brown still? John Brown is going John Brown is going to play. He's off the injury report, practice in full Wednesday and Thursday. He is in for this game. I would say he's a six. For this, yeah. for this matchup. I, I think John Brown will get his fair share. And, uh, well, I mean, I don't think the Bills tight ends have really come off the uh, the reserve COVID list yet. So, I don't know. They're right. really worth talking about. So, no. we can move on to this game that I've been dreading ever since the schedule came out. You know how little of a chance the Jets are given to win this game by the ESPN's matchup predictor? 2%. 58 Oh. More than I expected. Uh, I just I just don't know with this game. I mean, as far as um, the Jets are concerned for injuries, I mean, Rashad Perriman's going to be out for this game. With the, he's still in concussion protocol after that atrocious hit that he was get that Micah Hyde uh, gave him. They gave him a concussion. Frank Gore is questionable, um, and. I mean, Jameson Crowder, hopefully he'll be available. But Has he practiced at all, Crowder? No, he said he won't. Okay, He's not going to be participating in Friday's practice, so he's probably not going to No, play. and he's not going to play. He's not going to play. Um, ah, so. Jameson Crowder. I know. Only he could stay on the fucking field. He'd be I so know. good. I know. He we would have won against Buffalo. We would have beat Buffalo if we had Jameson Crowder, let me tell you. And Job? yeah, well, with how, with how well the defense was playing, uh, we have some breaking news on the podcast. Yeah. It is currently snowing outside. Hold on. I'm just going to, let me just go to my window for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam is now getting up from his desk as he goes to check the weather outside to see whether or not it is snowing in his little humble abode in Port Washington. Let's check back with our weather correspondent, Adam Castor. Is it snowing? No. That is very unfortunate. Well, I can confirm in my humble abode, it is currently snowing. 
Can you turn your camera to your window? Because I can't see it. That would require me getting up and separating my connection. And I am unfortunately not willing to, to do that. But after the program, if it is still snowing, I will be more than happy to show you. Okay. I hope, I hope, I hope to God you listen to this podcast because you should, because you are a host and you appreciate your work. And you listen to the commentary that I gave you. It was absolutely phenomenal. Oh boy. I felt like Kevin Harlan. Oh my God. I have to say. And I, there goes Adam. He's going to check his window for the snow. I I heard a little bit of it. I was like, is he about to make fun of me for checking my window? <laughs> See, it's snowing. Yes. After you tell me this, it's October 30th. You think I'm not going to wonder like, oh, wow, it's snowing outside. It's, like, it's only it's October. The Hall- it's the Halloween scaries. Yeah. Snow in October. Anyway. 2020 is a fucked up place. Yes. Anyway, yeah, I'll make so this, I'll make this easy. Start your Chiefs, sit your Jets. There you go. Uh yeah, yeah. Mahomes is a ten, Clyde's a ten, Tyreek's a ten, Kelsey's a ten, Miko Hardman's a six, Sammy Watkins is like a five, Demarcus Robinson's like a five, Sam Darnold's probably a two, Lamichael P Ryan. I actually like Lamichael P Ryan a little bit this week. I'll give him a six. Uh, any Jets receiver is a nothing. Any Jets tight end is a nothing. Great. Next. Yep. Uh, the thing that pains me the most is that Chris Herndon, and whenever they have him for media availability, he's always like, yeah, I feel like I'm being used fairly. I'm like, Chris Herndon, please blink twice if you're in trouble. <laughs> blink twice if this is a hostage situation. You can't, you can't, you cannot say, you've only had 13 catches by week seven. You can't say that you're being used fairly. What do they have on you? A lot. <laughs> God. Oh, Jesus. You, Anywho. You just, you just feel bad. Um. Anyway, so let's move on. Let's stick to the AFC East. And uh, we're going to have the Rams making the cross-country and a bit south trip to Miami, Florida. You know, you scared me a little bit when you led that off with, let's stick with the AFC East and let's – check on the Rams. I had to, I had to look <laughs> twice. I was like, uh, Rams? I'm sorry. No, yeah. They're, they're making the trip to uh, to Miami to play the Dolphins. For Tua's first start. Yep, that is correct. Tua's first start. You know, Adam, this is either going to be the greatest show on turf, or it's going to be one of the most horrifying things I think I've ever seen. Well, it is Miami. It is you Miami, know, yes. You never know. And it is Aaron Donald going after a rookie quarterback with a bad hip. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. Oh dear is right. Is this Dan Marino or is it Jay Fiedler? I have no idea. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. So Devont for the for the Dolphins and for the Rams, really. The injuries are Tyler Higby, practice limited on Thursday. He of course he famously missed the Monday night showdown against the bears. So it's worth noting what he's doing, what he's going to be doing on Friday. Devontae Parker was limited in Thursday's practice also with the groin. And then Adam Shaheen, the newly made man just signed a contract, just signed two year contract extension. He was limited in Wednesday's practice with a shoulder injury. And there have been no updates 
there have been no further updates. He's they're all questionable. All the, the three players I just mentioned were all questionable. So there you go. Proud member of the Adam fan club. Yeah. Listen, the Adam fan club, there's there's some turbulence. Everybody wants to assassinate <laughs> Adam Gaze. And <laughs> and I'm not stopping them. Oh, this is our last day on the air. All that I've worked for, all that I've built. Oh my god. Crashing down. Don't be such a drama queen. Because of one rogue Adam. Listen, Never blame- associate yourself with an Adam. You're bl- you're blaming the wrong Adam. No, I'm not bl- blaming the wrong Adam. Anyway, so for the Rams, Jared Goff, where does he rate on your starter meter? Six. Darrell Henderson. Eight. Malcolm Brown. Who did Six. Score? He just scored yesterday. I mean, Six. Monday. Yeah. Six. Like I said, I think Darrell Henderson's the guy in between the 20s. I think when they get in close, Malcolm Brown's the guy. Like and, sort of like that, guy, oh, that red yeah. zone sort of guy. And so basically you think the K-Makers is the odd man out in this in this committee. I think Cam Akers will get a run here or there because I think the end of the season, I think they're really going to want to see what they actually have in Cam Akers. But I don't think it's going to be consistent enough where you're starting him in fantasy. Yeah. Well, I mean, Darrell Henderson and Malcolm Brown are two re- are relatively young. So I feel like they could probably, I don't know, do something with Cam Akers. Sean McVay appreciates the art of surprise. Sean yeah. McVay doesn't even know who's going to be the leader of his committee on any given game day until it's 15 15- minutes on the clock in the first quarter of a game. And then he realizes, mm, I guess today will be a Malcolm Brown day. Everyone thinks it's going to be a Darrell Henderson day. Psych. Heads up, Cam. You're getting 15 carries. He's yeah, like, I every, prepare everybody for who started Darrell Henderson and Malcolm Brown all just go fucking ape shit. See, if there's one thing that fantasy football managers hate more than anything in the world, it's surprises. Yes. Bad. Yeah. No. Listen, good surprises are fine, but surprises are are the worst because certainty is a fantasy football manager's best friend. Well, we are in the October surprise season, so. Yeah. Anyway, Cooper Cup. Seven. Getting the well, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Seven. Getting the uh, the Byron Jones, Xavier Howard experience. Seven. Yeah. Okay. Seven. 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 No. Think of like the Beatles song, number nine. Number nine. That's that's poetic. You want to sing that? No. I'd rather That'd be not. awesome. No, I'm not going to do that. I would make it. I would just put that on loop. I would make it the intro, the intro song to this episode. We ever had drops on this podcast? Then <laughs> anybody who has the number nine, who wears number nine, all you would hear is Adam, number nine, number nine. Yeah, exactly. Or instead of saying nine, I would just put Adam, fill it in. Adam, fill in the blank. Number nine. Thank you. What number does Drew Brees wear? Number nine. All right, so uh, I think if Tua didn't play for a rival, I would be I wouldn't I would be like ecstatic for his for his debut. His oh, we're not talking about the tight ends. 
Oh, well, I mean, we could talk about Tyler Higby who, and Gerald Everett. I mean, you said they're not really worth it, right? Um, I think if Everett's by himself, I would say Everett's like a seven. Okay. If he's not, if he's not by himself, it's Everett and Higby. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's, it's a mess. Yeah. So for the Dolphins, if Tua didn't play for a rival, I feel like I would be a lot happier for his starting debut because he's a rare breed. He will be the first left-handed quarterback in the NFL since your offensive coordinator started for the Dallas Cowboys. Ah, oh, Kellen. The only the only team out of the 32 that the Kellen Moore was good enough to potentially be a quarterback of the National Football League. And now apparently he's good enough to be the offensive coordinator. Well, clearly he isn't. Nope. nope. <laughs> yeah. It's the Boise State love. That's Jerry Jones's true love. He is the all-time winningest quarterback in FBS history. Yes, he is. He's 15-3. Jerry Jones's all-time love. It's not the Dallas Cowboys. It's not his University of Arkansas Razorbacks. It's not his wife. It's not his children. It's Kellen Moore. It's Boise State. <laughs> it's, that it blue, just, it's that blue turf. I thought it was just mediocre coaches. Well, that's also true. Coaches that were good 10 years ago. It's that blue turf. There's something about it where he's just like, nom, 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 blue turf. Yeah. I think if Jerry Jones could, he would change the turf color in AT&T Stadium to make it blue. I feel like there's probably like an Air Bud rule where it's like nobody said you can't make the turf blue. <laughs> so they're just going to make it. Roger blue. Goodell knows what's good for him. Yeah. And that is to keep Jerry Jones under control. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm happy that you know. Speaking as a fellow left-handed person, it's nice to see another left-handed person getting getting a start in the NFL. Oh, so we we are now we've created the Adam Club, and now we are creating the left-handed club. You have well, a lot a of lot, clubs today, Adam. It's a lot more stable than the left-handers club. You have a lot. You have a lot of social engagements. There aren't, I mean, you know, there aren't, there aren't a lot of dissidents or anything like that. No, like, arguments. You just happen to have a lot of social engagements. Yeah. There's some great people in the left-handers club. Michael Vick. Michael Creme Vick. Creme Barack Obama. Boomer Sison. Me. <laughs> my mom. <laughs> Mama Castro is a great woman, yes. Scott Mitchell. <laughs> oh, now we're just now we're just fishing. Yeah. To, Antonio uh, Brown. Antonio Brown is a le- isn't allowed in the left-handers club anymore. Oh, he's been excommunicated. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Poor guy. He's to, still uh, left-handed, but it, yeah, Tua. Anyhow, so where is Tua on your starter meter? One. After this long, after this long-winded tangent. One. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, Miles Gaskin. Five. No, six, six. So, I mean, I haven't been paying too much, too close attention to the Miami Dolphins as far as their running backs are concerned. But is Jordan Howard and Matt Burrito, are they still getting like the goal line carries for Miami? Or is it just. It's really like- Miles Gaskin. They want him to really, you know, run on his own and to be the, the guy, which is, which is good for him because yeah. they want to see what they have. Unfortunately, he's only got, he only has one rushing touchdown so far. So. Right, right. Yeah. 
And then for the receivers, Devontae Parker. If he plays for Jalen yeah. Ramsey experience. Jalen Ramsey experience. Jakeem Grant, if he plays. Zero. Mike Kosicki. Five. And Preston, Preston Williams. Yeah, Preston Williams. Five. Adam Shaheen. Negative 576. Good enough for me. Um, Yeah. And as always, now that we're going to move on to Pittsburgh and Baltimore. As always, for defenses, or as far as defenses are concerned, we, we talked about everything you need to know about defenses in the waiver show. Correct. So you got to. Go have a look at that. Listen to that, and then you'll know. So, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. A rivalry as old as 2008. It's when it was good. It's when it started to get good anyway. Oh, yes, when you had Ben Roethlisberger and elite Joe Flacco. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't going to be – you weren't going to have any – any like competitive rivalry games between Kyle Bowler and Ben Roethlisberger? You never know. No, I Kyle, do know. Kyle Kyle Bowler may may love a nice competition between him and Big Ben. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so this game is in Baltimore, and it should be very exciting. And for. The injury reports, the only major player on the injury report for both teams is Mark Ingram, who uh, did not practice on Thursday with an ankle injury. And if he doesn't practice on Friday, then it is J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Gus Boss. Yeah, because basically that's it. Maybe a little sprinkling of Justice Hill. Who knows? Yeah, Yeah, potentially. Sprinkling of justice. It'll be a, a committee as usual. Yeah. So let's start off with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ravens and running back committees, a relationship that's old as time. Yep. Except for when they had Jamal Lewis. And Ray Rice. And Ray Rice. And Alex Collins, before they started to hate Alex Collins. Well, yeah. Oh, man. That was like a year. That was literally like a year where it's like, Alex Collins is the guy. And it's like, he he's not the guy. And then he was not the guy. Alex Collins like a third-round pick that everyone was taking after – he had that big year and then they just didn't use him. Why do I feel like it was like a three, it was like three weeks almost where like he was really, really good. That sounds about right. And then everybody picked him in the third round the, in the following year. And yep. then, yeah. Yep. So for big Ben, where do you have him? I'm a three. Story. I have him as a sit this week. You think the uh, Steelers aren't going to be seven and zero after this week? I think they'll be seven and zero, but I think this is going to be more of a ground and pound sort of game for the Steelers, where I think they decide to really focus on the run as opposed to trying to throw on that uh, Baltimore defense. Again, I think this is a great time to go comparison shopping and really think about um, who you're starting, Big Ben, or who you would be starting over Big Ben. Yeah, because I think you know if you have options out there and you could decide to start somebody else over Ben Roethlisberger. Do it like I'm in a league where I have uh, Ben Roethlisberger 
And I have Aaron Rodgers. So, of course, I'm going to be starting Aaron Rodgers over Big Ben because I am afforded that option. I have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd be starting Aaron Rodgers over Big Ben in most weeks. So, well, Big Ben, Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers been pretty much in the same sort of spot in terms of my ranks. This week, it's not close. Big Ben, I have at 18. Aaron Rodgers, I have at five. Yeah. That's kind of how it is in fantasy pros. Uh, Big Ben's at 19, and Aaron Rodgers is at three. Oh, wow. So Aaron Rodgers is above Tannehill, Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, Tom Brady. Interesting. Okay. So the players around Big Ben are don't really inspire too much confidence. So would you rather have Jimmy G or Big Ben? I would rather start Jimmy Garoppolo. Really? Okay. Yep. Against Seattle? Yeah. Cam Newton or Big Ben? Big Ben. Baker Mayfield or Big Ben? I was hoping you weren't going to say that one. Because I literally was asked this question, and I don't know which way I I would go. All the better time to answer it. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to say – I'm going to say Baker. Okay. At home, it's a good enough matchup for him. We've seen in soft matchups, Baker Mayfield do pretty well. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say I'm actually going to go with Baker on this one. And I don't necessarily love it. So all three of those are above Ben Roethlisberger in the Fantasy Pros rankings. So basically you you would have him at 18 because then you'd have Cam Newton below uh, Big Ben. Right. Yeah. Cam Newton, I don't have it in my top 20. Yeah. And then the next two are Kirk Cousins and Drew Brees. If Michael Thomas plays, I would rather start Drew Brees. If Michael Thomas doesn't play, I would not start Drew Brees. And I would not start Kirk Cousins over Ben Roethlisberger. All righty. Well, there you go. And so in the same vein where you said that this is going to be a ground and pound game, James Conner. Eight. Eight. Very solid start. Benny Snell. Three. Anthony McFarland. Two. Chase Claypool. Six. Juju Smith-Schuster. Seven. Deontay Johnson. Seven. Eric Ebron. Ebron. I can never do it as good as you can. You really have to go. You really have to go. Nice and deep on that one. Yeah. <sighs> Braun. Like a five. Yeah. Five. yeah. Okay. That's a that's a comfortable five. That's not like a uh, five. That's a comfortable five. We've had we've had some of those where you've said like multiple numbers at the same time. And yes. I was like what can you can you be more specific? I need an answer, please. Only only round numbers, please. No decimals. <laughs> Uh, so for Baltimore, uh, where is Lamar Jackson? Uh, seven. Uh, well, if Mark Ingram plays two and then JK Dobbins four. And that's if Mark Ingram doesn't play as if Mark Ingram doesn't play. Correct. And then Gus Edwards four. Marquise Hollywood Brown. 
six. Some good news, actually. Uh, so this is official. Des Bryant is officially on the Ravens practice squad. Love that. So that was the, I think that broke in the in between recordings for us. So yeah, I want to, I want to see Des so badly. I, I mean, just want to see, I want to see that X get thrown up. That's my guy. The Ravens definitely do need another weapon opposite Marquise Brown. Yeah. Because a big bodied one at that. And, and yeah, Des, Des is that a nice veteran receiver like Des Bryant. I mean, Des may only know how to run two or three routes, but. You know, you're you're giving you're giving me the look like I'm saying something that's so obscene. It sounds like you're gonna go in go into some sort of criticism. Uh no, no. Okay, Des yeah. just is very limited with the amount of routes that he likes to run. Okay. 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 It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and then it, the tight ends, as always, Mark Andrews seven. Nick Boyle. Three. Yeah. Figures. Okay. Next game. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. We are on to Cincinnati. My favorite time of the week. Tennessee at Cincinnati. And uh, yeah, as far as the Titans and the Bengals for injuries. So let's start off with the Bengals because the Bengals are a bit more interesting it doesn't look like joe mix is going to be playing again this week no no he did not joe practice mixon, on friday joe, joe mixon is unofficially out yeah so it is a giovanni bernard show for cincinnati against the uh the titans and uh john ross is questionable as well i highly doubt it that we see john ross highly 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 doubt it and then for tennessee uh aj brown once again, makes it onto the injury report, but it looks like this is going to, this might once again be another maintenance sort of deal coming back from that bone bruise, just, just as a precautionary thing. Right. So, because I mean, listen, he scored touchdowns in his past two games since he returned past three games since he returned. So I don't think it's really worth worrying about because no, AJ Brown missed like, missed like three weeks and he's, Already the Titans' leading receiver. So, there you go. Well, COVID did AJ Brown a big favor in taking out the most talented receiver in the Tennessee Titans, and Corey Davis. Well, that that's also true. For Tennessee, Corey Davis is a star. For Tennessee, where does Ryan Tannehill rate on your starter meter? He's like a nine. Don't look now, but Ryan Tannehill is having a season. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing it very, very, very quietly. He's thrown for 1,590 yards, 15 touchdowns, and only two interceptions. That's terrific. Yeah. That's terrific. So if you're, if you're talking about maybe he throws for 300 yards on Sunday, that gets him to around 1,800 yards. Say he throws three touchdowns, that gets him to 18 touchdowns. Yeah. So he, you're talking about a season where Ryan Tannehill could almost be a 4,000-yard passer and have 30-plus touchdowns. Yeah, he could, be, he could even have 40 touchdowns. Well, if we're doing it by he's, half, he's halfway through 
and we multiply his number by two, he's on pace for 36 touchdowns. Yes. But if we if there's a day where Ryan Tannehill throws for 36 touchdowns in a season, it'll be a very cold day in hell. Yeah. Then it just really have to fire Adam Gase. True. Uh, and for Derrick Henry, you you got to like him in this game. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's a 10. This could be one of those Derrick Henry games where he puts up 200 yards. Is it did if Derrick Henry, if the Titans play and Derrick Henry didn't embarrass one player, did did Derrick Henry even play? Uh no. Yeah. There no, but Ryan Clark made a actually a very good point. I believe this was last week when he said uh Derrick Henry is only great when he's embarrassing people that aren't his own size. And he made a valid enough point. Harsh way of putting it, but Running back, it was, backs a, good, been doing it was, a, it was a good enough point. I appreciate the effort. Yes. Listen, you can still. I mean, the, they're still good enough to play in the NFL. It's not like he's playing in college and embarrassing these people. These are these are paid. These are people paid paid to play defense just as much. I mean, in the same way that Derrick Henry is paid to to stiff arm them, True. and posterize them, make moves out of them. So. Yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry, after not scoring a touchdown for the first couple of weeks, he already has seven. Yeah. He already has seven and he's already, and he has 663 yards on pace for a thousand yard season on pace for 10 plus touchdowns. Another news, Derrick Henry is just the master of running in a straight line. Yep. I mean, basically he's on pace for a 1400 yard rushing season. Yep. So that. That you, I mean, that's basically like 2,000 yards on this committee-driven True. Uh, NFL. True. A.J. Brown. Oh, he's like a nine. Yeah. He's a nine. Yeah, really good play. Corey Davis. Seven. Is Adam Humphreys back off the COVID list? Yes. Yep. I would give him a five. And it doesn't look like Johnny Smith is on the injury report, which is good. No, and he's a 10. Yeah. He's a 10. And – uh Play all of your available Titans this week. It's against Cincinnati. They cannot Even Anthony stop Berkser? a nosebleed. If you're in a deep league and you're looking for a Hail Mary sort of play, you could probably play Anthony Ferkser. Sure. And for the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow. I mean, you can't sit him because Joe Burrow's looked really, really good. He's like a six. All right. Giovanni Bernard. Eight in PPR, six in non-PPR. It's funny, Joe Mixon has all three of Joe Mixon's touchdowns came in the same game. True. Against yeah. Jacksonville. Against Jacksonville. That's very funny. Um and then who's the uh who who's the backup in this game for Gio Bernard? Rodney Anderson, I guess. Oh. Cool, I guess. He's not in really worth it. Negative two thousand three hundred and seventy seven. Good enough for me. Tyler Boyd. Eight. Hail to Pitt. Eight. AJ Green. Six. T. Higgins. Seven. Tight ends, you're not worrying about. That's true so, sample. True sample in a deep league, I think you can you could look at because Joe Burrow likes throwing to the tight ends a lot in the red zone. Yeah. So. We talk, I feel like we talk, we talk about him every every week. Or at least I forget to talk about him every week. 
I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Because ever since CJ Uzama got was out for the season, I was like, who's the Bengals tight end again? Drew Sample. Drew Sample. Let's stick in the state of Ohio. Two games happening in the state of Ohio in the same week. Wow. I know. Oh, baby. Crazy. Oh, baby. Where Las Vegas is coming to Cleveland. This game's going to be a slobber knocker. Over a under a slobber knocker. Wow. That's one I haven't heard in a dog's age. Yeah. Uh, the over under for this game is 50, 50 and a half. Whew. Yeah. Oh, Marona Mia. One of those. One Marona of those. Marona Mia. Uh, four of the injury reports make me want to vomit. <laughs> uh, so we have Austin Hooper, who's probably not going to be playing again this week yep. after getting his appendix removed. Uh, speedy recovery. Appendicitis is no fun. Nope. Jarvis Landry was limited in practice on Wednesday. It's a maintenance thing. He's ne- never missed a game in his entire NFL career. Unbelievable. Right now. And Kareem Hunt with the with a rib injury was limited in practice on Wednesday. Yeah, I've been told he's gonna play. Okay. So nothing to worry about there. And then for Las Vegas, Josh Jacobs remained limited at practice on Thursday with a knee issue. Is that what what's the deal with that? Uh it's just routine maintenance. He's been carrying that now for a couple of weeks. I wouldn't be too concerned about it, but obviously it is affecting his performance. So, yes. um, you, I mean, you're not pulling Josh Jacobs, but it is definitely something to continue to monitor. Yep. All right. Start meter. Derek Carr. Five. Josh Jacobs. Eight. I don't know. Is Brian Edwards going to play? He's questionable going into this game. 50-50 on that one. Yeah, from what I understand. So if he if he plays, what is he on your starter meter? Three. Hunter Renfro. Seven. Henry Ruggs the third. Five. Nelson Aguilar. Four. Darren Waller. Seven. All right, and then for Cleveland, Baker Mayfield. I mean, you kind of talked about it a bit when we talked about Big Ben. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's a here. top twenty. He's a top twenty play. So like uh, five. Okay. And uh, Kareem Hunt, if he plays, eight. To Ernest Johnson, three. Jarvis Landry, seven. Rashard Higgins, six. Um, who? Anybody else on Cleveland's receiving core? Nobody else for the receivers now. But the tight ends, um, Harrison Bryant, if Austin Hooper doesn't play. Harrison Bryant, I picked up off of waivers in, in one league, and I'm going to be starting him this week. So I'm going to say he's like a six. I'm hoping he could continue to, to score again. But I just feel like it, Harrison Bryant, it could be a situation where people are chasing points that yeah. maybe just aren't there with the two-touchdown performance last week. Well, I mean, it, it seems that Kevin Stavansky just has it out for David Njoku. Where he just is not doing anything yeah. at this point. Yeah, I mean he's been disgruntled pretty much for the entire season. So, yeah, it's it's a um, it's an uncomfortable situation for David and Joku to uh, to be in. But 
you know, he's got to be professional about it. He's got to continue to do his thing and know that he's in Cleveland. Yep. Nothing you can do about it. Imagine how Chris Hernan and Ryan Griffin must feel. <laughs> Probably in the same boat. Probably in the same boat. David Njoku doesn't have a gun to his head like Ryan Griffin and uh, Chris Herndon do. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah. All right. So we're going to round out the one o'clock games with the Indianapolis Colts heading over to Detroit to play the Detroit Lions. And as far as the injuries are concerned, Mo Ali Cox is questionable heading into this game. Is there any indication on whether or not he will be playing 50 50 from what i know yep he was limited on thursday uh worth noting what he's going to be doing on friday correct uh adrian peterson with an abdomen injury was limited at thursday's practice so worth noting on that and so let's go into the starter meter philip rivers Three. Jonathan Taylor. Seven. Naeem Hyams. One. T.Y. Hilton. Uh, negative 777. He's still the Titan. He's still the uh, Colts leading receiver. Shocking. It's crazy to me. Absolutely nuts. It's probably the injuries. Yeah, uh, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton in leagues that are 12 teams or less should be on waiver wire. Make him somebody else's problem. Um, Zach Pascal. Five. Pascal. Yeah. Five. Uh, Mo Ali Cox, if he plays. If he plays, seven. If he doesn't, who is the back? Well, is Jack Doyle the backup, the main backup, or is it somebody else who's the main backup? It would probably be Jack Doyle and Trey Burton, a little mix of both. I would say if it's any other Colts tight end, probably a five. Okay. And then for the Lions, Matthew Stafford. Five. Adrian Peterson, if he plays. Three. Carrion Johnson. Two. DeAndre Swift. Six. Kenny Galladay. Seven. Marvin Jones. Five. Danny Amendola. Three. TJ Hawkinson. Eight. Well, there you go. Let's round out one o'clock and talk about Green Bay and Minnesota. This game, oh, the injuries, the injuries for this game. Why? There's so many. Look at Green Bay's injury report. It's bad. And tell me that you don't want to scream. I don't know if I don't know if I would say scream. I would think I would go more along the lines to say cry. Is that the injury report or is it a death chart? I mean, Jesus Christ. Wow. That was a nice little play on words, Adam. I'll give you that one. That was very radio professional like of you. So um, basically the top two tight ends are questionable for, for the Packers. Their kicker, Mason Crosby, is questionable. He didn't practice on Thursday. Aaron Jones didn't practice on Thursday. Equinamia St. Brown was a limited practice on Thursday. Um, their entire fucking linebacking core is questionable heading into this game. Um, their long snapper is questionable. It's crazy. 
It is crazy. The Walking Dead is more like it. And both of and two of their safeties are questionable as well. Darnell Savage and Raven Green. Oh, lovely. Uh, and for the Vikings, I mean, you have Dalvin Cook, who is limited in Thursday's practice with a groin. Yeah, it issue. looks like he's going to give it a go. So I this game, I don't know. I think that I still think that this is going to be a good game for Aaron Rodgers, though. But we're we're gonna get there. We have to go to the Vikings first. I mean, yeah, we have to go to the Vikings first because they're the road team. So Kirk Cousins, three. Dalvin Cook, if he plays, eight. Alexander Madison. If Dalvin Cook doesn't play, eight. If he does play, four. Justin Jefferson, seven. Adam Thielen, seven. Irv Smith Jr. Five. Kyle Rudolph. Negative 4,529. There you go. And for Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. Nine. Aaron Jones. If he plays. Yes, if he plays. Eight. Jamal Williams. Eight without Aaron Jones. Four with Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon. Negative 10,275. And that's regardless? Regardless. Okay. Devontae Adams, 15. Um, 25,573. Yeah. And uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Five. Robert Tunyon. Four. Okay. Not a huge, I'm not a huge fan of his. All right. Now we can move on. Let's move oh. in. Let's oh, move. isn't that just wonderful? It is. Isn't right. that just wonderful? It is. Let's move into four o'clock. Oh, very exciting. Goody. And we have the Chargers and the Broncos. And we have a, we have a revenge game alert. Revenge game. Oh. Melvin Gordon. Revenge. On Halloween weekend? Yeah. Oh on Halloween weekend. Oh, wow. I feel like the charge. Yeah. No, never mind. Um, as far as the injuries for both these teams, the Broncos, it's kind of like, it's kind of crazy. You have, first of all, Philip Lindsay. Um, he was limited in Thursday's practice. He's able to participate in some individual drills. Um, I guess he's edging closer to being out of the concussion protocol that knocked him out of, uh, of last week's game against new England and uh, Tim Patrick with the hamstring was a non-participant on Thursday's practice report. Yeah. Friday is important, an important day for Philip Lindsay to see if he can clear concussion protocol. As for Tim Patrick, Friday is also a very important day for him to see if he can at least get some limited work in at practice I would assume that if Lindsay doesn't clear concussion protocol on Friday, then he would really truly be a game time decision for Sunday. If Tim Patrick does not practice in a limited fashion today, then I would assume that he is probably trending in the wrong direction in terms of his availability for Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and then it looks like Noah Fant might be flying solo because both of his backup tight ends are 
we're limited on Wednesday's practice and they're both questionable heading into this game. Yeah. So, and then for the charges, go charges. You haven't done that in a while. Charges. When we used to do the fantasy show, it used to feel like I was on a minefield every time I would talk about the chargers. Cause you'd always Chargers. do that. Cause you'd always do that stupid thing. I'm sorry. Come again. You would always do that that thing that you always do. Oh no 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 no! You there was a word in between that stupid and thing. It's stupid. That stupid thing. Cancel Adam. Ha- hashtag get it trending on Twitter, people. Hashtag cancel Adam. Disgraceful. Absolutely no. disgraceful. Hashtag no fun Adam. Hashtag no no distortion. Oh, we are all for distortion. We love distortion. Just like we love the chances. Speaking of. Justin Habit. Justin Habit. Justin Habit. Oh, my. What a beautiful boy. Eight. He, he's a football professional. That's what he is. He is a football professional. He is a professional playing the quarterback position. And the two running backs for the Chargers. The Chargers, the, the Chargers. Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson. Oh, Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly. As uh, for Mr. Jackson, I'll give him a, I'll give him a six for this matchup. As for Mr. Joshua Kelly, I'll give him a four. Hopefully, he doesn't do that fumbling thing. No, we don't want him to do the fumbling thing. Don't do the fumbling thing. That's true. Don't do the thing where you take the ball and you put it on the ground there, Mr. Joshua. You see what happened to Rex Burkhead when he did that? He almost got... He got oh, thrown, Rex Burkhead did that? He got his ass put on the bench. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something about that. Yeah. He got his ass put on the bench. I can't even tell where your accent's from anymore. It, it's, a, it's, it's a strange mix. <laughs> it's a strange mix. For the like, Chargers, I'm, I'm rocking it. Is it Boston? Is it Minnesota? Is it it's a little Southern mix California? of everything, man. Don't, don't you know? Oh, my God. It's a little mix of everything. I'm just a big Chargers guy. Big fan of the Chargers. Well, I mean, I guess the Vikings aren't really doing much for you. Weird guy from Minnesota. Oh, no, the Vikings, they don't do much for me anymore. Kirk Cousins, guaranteed contract? Oh, my God. Don't you know? So let's move on to the, into the wide receivers. Oh, Keenan Allen. Yes, we got Keenan Allen. Oh, Keenan Allen. Oh, what a guy. What a guy. What do you got for him? I think I'll give him a six for this matchup there, don't you know? Okay. Mike Williams. Oh, actually, I'm going to change that one with Keenan Allen. I'm going to give him a perfect 10. Wow. You have, a, you have that much faith in him? That much faith in him. I'm sorry. That much faith in him. Yes. Yes, there I do. Go. Yes, I do. So, uh, what about Mike Williams, though? He's like a five, don't you know? Okay. What about the future Hall of Fame tight end? Oh, there's nobody better than National Football League at playing the tight end position than Hannah Henry. Oh, my goodness. He's a great guy. Eight. All right. Are you going to keep this accent when we talk about the Broncos? Hell no. Okay. Drew I mean, if you want me to, I could, I could just sound tired and stoned when talking about the Broncos. That would be that'd be a fun week. If we can you imagine, listen, can you imagine if 
we if every time we talked about a team we had to do a regional accent oh dear god literally my de- my denver accent would be just making sure that when we talk about denver i would just be high for it yeah man that, that drew lock he's oh, like man, that, all right that, that drew lock guy he's okay i think i'd give him a five not on the fence but true block. I have a lot of fence about it though. <sighs> yeah, I think I give him like a, a four, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't take him in my Subaru, man. Yeah, I wouldn't. He's just not he's not worth it to me, man. He's really not worth it to me, man. Maybe I'll play him with DFS. I don't know, man. What about the running backs, dude? The Maybe I should do a best ball draft in week eight. <laughs> uh <laughs> the show's going off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Happens. Um Melvin Gordon's like uh He's like a seven. Oh sorry. sorry. He's like a seven, man. <laughs> and then like Phil Blincy's got the head thing. I mean, what's going on with that? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the head thing, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, He's like a four. All right. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't. I can't. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> that wasn't even meant to be funny. It was just funny. Part of it, part of it was. Oh God! Oh my God! I want to cry. <laughs> oh Jesus! Jesus! Well, now, you're Lord have, have mercy. now you're really gonna have to listen to the to this entire show. Just because <laughs> of, of how funny it is. Oh God. Oh my God, that was funny. That was really, really, really funny. Thank you for that. That was you're welcome. That was something special. <laughs> you are welcome. So, if Philip Lindsay doesn't play, of course you're gonna you're gonna see the same sort of upgrade that you've seen with Melvin Gordon when Philip Lindsay hasn't played in the in in the past. Well, Melvin Gordon will be the guy by himself. Yeah, yeah, and that'll that'll definitely yeah that'll definitely help him. But I think even. Even with the amount they use him inside the red zone, I just think that in a revenge game, I think Melvin Gordon just finds a way to scores in this to score in this matchup. I really do. All right. And then for the receivers, we have Jerry Judy. Four. Tim Patrick. If he plays, four. Yeah. And then Noah Fant at tight end. Uh, seven. Good to see he's got he's gotten back healthy. Yes, Noah I Fant. agree. I yeah. agree with that. All right. So next game, we have Nolans heading to the Windy City to play the Bears. Da Bears. Da Bears. Some good news on the injury front for the New Orleans Saints is that Michael Thomas returned to practice yesterday. How exciting. Michael Thomas returned to practice yesterday? Does that mean he's going to be playing against the Bears? Oh, my God. Well, he's only limited. 
Oh, he was only limited in practice yesterday. Oh, maybe. So he won't be playing against Big Dick Nick and the Chicago Bears. Welcome to Bill Swirsky's Superfans. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. That was funny. (laughs) Oh, my God. This show needs to end. We're not we're not really helping. No, but... we're not. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And then for Da Bears. Da Bears. Alan Robinson's get the get the head thing. We gotta talk about that. It's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. Um, he was a non-participant at Thursday's practice. If he practices on Friday, if he if he comes out of the concussion protocol then he might he might be playing on Sunday, but it looks like he might not, which would be most unfortunate. Yeah, this is the day where you have to be looking out for Allen Robinson to see what he does, but definitely have a backup plan ready to go if, for whatever reason, Allen Robinson does not clear concussion protocol. You know, you Here's have my to have a plan. Here's my question for you. Sure. Um, who would you start? As a backup to uh, if Allen Robson does not play, who who would be taking that target void for the Bears? Oh, from Chicago, I would be definitely starting Anthony Miller. I would be looking at Darnell Mooney for sure. Yeah. And I mean, if you're looking at outside options as well for guys that are in this 425 slot and beyond, I would say Brandon Ayuk is available on your waiver wire. Go pick him up because he just he plays in this next game after the San Francisco-Seattle game that started at the same time. So if Allen Robinson doesn't play, you can go pick up Brandon Ayuk, and you can just put him right into your lineup. All good there. Um, if you're looking at someone maybe in the later game, in this Philadelphia-Dallas game, I would even say Greg Ward is is a is a pretty good play. That's, that's actually what I have as my insurance plan for Allen Robinson is I went and I picked up Greg Ward, and my plan right now is to start Greg Ward if um, – if Allen Robinson does not play in this matchup. Yeah. All right. So then let's move on to the starter set. Mr. Drew Brees. Uh, without Michael, Th- without Michael Thomas, he's like a four with Michael Thomas. He's like a six outside too. Lest we outside forget. too at soldier field. Yes. Yeah. Alvin Kamara. Uh, he's like a nine. And Alvin Kamara is still the leading receiver. It's funny. Still funny. So if Michael Thomas plays, what is he in your, on your starting meter? He's an eight. Yeah. Um, Trey Quan Smith. Mm, five. Okay. And then at tight end. I mean, Jared Cook has had, has had been having himself a couple of games where he's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he's he's looked pretty good in uh, in the last couple of uh, of games too. Especially that's with a much more focused target share. If Michael Thomas comes back, he might put a dent in it a little bit, but I really wouldn't expect too much, especially with the available targets that are going around with Emmanuel Sanders now out. The ageless wonder, Jared Cook. 
six. Yep. See, everybody talks about how Frank Gore is ageless. Jared Cook's been around forever. It seems like. like it. It really does seem like Jared Cook has been around for forever in a day. And for the Bears, I mean, you you can't you can't start Big Dick Nick in this game. No, no three. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not crazy about David Montgomery either, even though nope. I'm starting him out of circumstance. But nope. four. Even though I think he might get more more carry more of like the target share or carries just because his backup Cordero Patterson is also questionable leading into coming into this game. But I, I don't know the, the saints run defense I've heard is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Montgomery is more of like a volume play. You're hoping he catches one and you're hoping he scores more than anything else. But yeah, for, for me, it just screams bad news and I just want no part. I don't have him inside my top 30 for this week. All right. And then if Allen Robinson plays, he's getting the Marshawn Lattimore experience. Oh, the Marshawn Lattimore experience. Yeah. If he plays, I would say out of necessity, he's got to be a, at least a seven. Yeah. I mean, he did kind of well against Los Angeles. Well, one reception really helped that. Yes. One reception really, really helped that. It all counts the same, Bird. True. Yes, it does. So what we say about garbage time all the time. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Garbage time is a fantasy football player's best friend. And then, so Anthony Miller and Darnell Mooney. Uh, Miller's probably a four upgraded to a six if Robinson doesn't play. Mooney's probably a four upgraded to a seven if Robinson doesn't play. Is it still a revenge game for Jimmy Graham? If of it's course it is. Later? Of course it is. Jimmy Graham's going to score. Eight. All right. Yeah. Eight. Play and him. Then, yep. Because I don't, I think they're going to make, listen, Cole. Cole Komet, listen, you got to sit. This is, a, this is a revenge game. This is for James. This is not for you. Yeah. All right. Our penultimate game, San Francisco and Seattle. Could this game be flexed? I agree. But they would have they would have Seattle on primetime three out of the last four Sundays. But there was a time last year where the Bear where the Browns were playing primetime like three out of the last four three out of four games. I don't know. I kind of get sick of seeing Russell Wilson on my uh, television screen every fucking Sunday. Listen, Between I, I the hours of four oh five and eleven thirty at night. <laughs> Russell Wilson will never play a one o'clock game again. Probably not. All right. So for the for the Niners, um, as far as their injuries are concerned, we have some receivers. We have Debo Samuel, who is out for this game. Jeff Wilson is out for this game. He has running back, but he it looks like he's going to be he's on injured reserve. Basically, he, he's out for three weeks at least. Um, so it's going to be Brandon Ayuk as far as the receivers go for the San Francisco 49ers and for the running backs, it's going to be, uh, Jet McKinnon and Michael Hasty, and maybe Tevin Coleman. Have you heard anything about that? Whether or not the 49ers are going to take Tevin Coleman off of IR? I literally just sent a text out, you know, trying to figure out what the deal is with, uh, with Tevin Coleman. And as of right now, it looks like they are trying to get Coleman off of IR for this week, if not next week. That was the last I heard. Um, I would pick up Tevin Coleman if you have an available IR spot. 
just to kind of see, you know, what happens. If you could stash him on your IR for this matchup, do it. But if you can't, then you might want to consider dropping the last guy on your bench because honestly, this is just going to be a shit show. I don't really know what this backfield is going to look like. Kyle Shanahan had said that Jarek McKinnon has been nursing a rib injury over the course of the last couple of weeks. That's why Jarek McKinnon really hasn't played as much. We saw Jeff Wilson score three times last week, and now he's out indefinitely with an, with an ankle injury. So, I mean, it all looks like Jermichael Hasty is going to be the guy for the 49ers if McKinnon is still banged up and if Tevin Coleman doesn't play. Yeah. And for, I mean, listen, the Seattle running back situation isn't any better, I feel like. Because, so Chris Carson is going to be a game-time decision for the uh, Seahawks. That's which a is, true game-time decision as well. Yeah, which is something that you don't really like in no, the 4 o'clock hour. Absolutely not. Especially the 425, where if you're banging on Chris Carson playing and if he doesn't play, you're basically hoping that one of like Boston Scott is available on your waiver wire or anybody that's playing on Monday night like a Fournette. Yeah. Like I, actually that's, I think what I would do if you, if for some way, somehow Leonard Fournette is on your waiver wire and you have Chris Carson and you want to start Chris Carson, start Carson, leave him in. And if Carson doesn't play, just make sure you take him out for Fournette. That's yeah. actually perfect. But, or I even mean, like a Wayne Gallman, you know, so, I was something gonna, like that. I was thinking that too. Yeah. There are plenty of options in that Monday, at Monday game where you can go ahead and pick up guys. If you, if you do want to, you know, take the chance with Carson playing at that 425 game on Sunday. I mean, good luck. I agree. That, if you can find Leonard Fournette on your waivers, because he's a, he's owned in 86% of leagues. Yeah. All right. Good luck with that. So you're probably, your best guess is probably Wayne Gallman. That's very interesting. He's owned 86% of leagues. And two weeks ago, he was available on all my waiver wires. Yeah. Well, it's climbing steadily. After what he did against Las Vegas, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone's like, oh, I guess I have to pick him up again. Oh, I guess Leonard Fournette's back, falling into the trap. Yeah. The real ones are the ones that never dropped him in the first place. Are you referring to somebody? Yeah. Yourself? Yeah. Jesus. So anyway, Chris Carson is a game time decision and uh, Carlos Hyde might not be playing. So it's going to be Travis Homer as either the guy or the backup to Chris Carson. I'm telling you, if if Travis Homer is going to be the guy by himself, pick him up and start him. Yeah, well, I mean, at that point, Travis Homer is probably going to be available in your waivers. So I would pick him up. In case Chris well, Carson doesn't uh, doesn't play, I would as well. I think a lot of people when they saw Chris Carson out, they went and they picked up Carlos Hyde. So you can you could be definitely be sneaky about it and go pick up Travis Homer. I think that's a really really good call out him. Yeah, just drop Carlos Hyde, pick up Travis Homer. That's what you got to do. Uh, if that's a if that's the the situation that you went for, um, unfortunately there will be no Shaquille Griffin experience. There, pro- there probably won't be. He didn't practice. Uh, on Wednesday, he's still in the concussion protocol. And he also has a hamstring industry injury to uh, go along with that. So, yeah, uh, let's move on to the starter meter. Jimmy Garoppolo, six, going up against the banged up Seattle secondary. Six, yeah. I mean, Jamal Adams probably isn't going to be playing again this week. Uh, Shaquille Griffin is a is a question mark. So there you go. 
Jamichael Hasty. Like a five. Jarek McKinnon. Three. Brandon Ayuk. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Who else? <laughs> Who else for the uh Kendrick Bourne? Kendrick Bourne. Like a four. But really, I think it's going to be more George Kittle than anything else. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Yeah. And then Russell Wilson. Big Russ. 10. Chris Carson, if he plays. <laughs> oh, Chris Carson, if he plays. Six. Honestly, I don't even know what a Seattle accent sounds like. I don't know either. I don't know why that's. I'll do some research on that one. No, if Chris Carson plays, I would say he's probably a six, just because he'll probably he'll probably be volume play and he'll outperform what I'm setting for him. But something just tells me that I don't want to play a guy that might be 50-50 in 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 this sort of game going against going up against the 49ers that have a very very good defensive line still, even with all the injuries. Yeah, and I mean. Also, lest we forget, Travis Homer is also kind of banged up. He was also like a question mark to play leading up into leading up into this game, but now Pete Carroll said that he's going to play. So I'm not even crazy about the Seattle backfield anyway. I'd rather just find an outside option aside from this game. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you can afford to go and invest in something in that Sunday night or Monday night game, definitely, definitely, definitely do it. If Carson is playing. I personally would not be starting Carson one way or another. If you have to, that's one thing. But if you have other options, I would be going with your other options over over Carson. I don't have Carson in my top 24. Yeah. The next one, this one should be easy. Your favorite wide receiver. Tyler Lockett. I'm kidding. It's DK Metcalf. That was not nice. <laughs> I had a nice bright smile on thinking you were talk about my boy. Mr. DK Metcalf. Lockett's like a eight. Like an eight. Okay, let's actually talk about your favorite wide receiver. DK Metcalf. No, I love DK. He's a 10. Okay. DK's a 10. Are the tight ends worthy of uh, consideration in this game? Uh, you're putting on your pouty face to talk about Greg nope. Olson? <laughs> nope. DK. DK. Let me just okay. Can, can I just say something for the uh for the listeners? You're older than me by like two months. By <laughs> DK. <laughs> yeah, I just want to put that out there. <sighs> well, one person likes to have more fun and degrade himself more than the other in this podcast. That that is accurate. <laughs> I, I, I'm well aware. That that yep yep. I mean, you listen to one episode, you can probably make that conclusion. Yeah, fuck yeah. Speaking of degrading himself, we get to talk about this. Oh fuck me. The Dallas Cowboys. Ben Benucci going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. God, if there was ever a time to take me, now would be the time. Yeah, it doesn't look like Andy Dalton's coming out of that concussion protocol on time for this game. Hey, we have an Italian stallion who's going to be playing for the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. Now I think it's time we go to the New York Dallas Cowboy fan accent. 
I think this is when it comes out now. Okay. Dallas Cowboy fan from Huntington. Dallas Cowboy fan from Huntington. Hey, would you want to get some of the Cabo Gold? I. So, Ben Danucci. Ben Danucci. Oh, his parents are probably his grandparents, probably from Sicily. Probably grew up in Brooklyn or something of that sort. Uh, he's probably not going to be a good start in this matchup. It's uh, it's pretty tough for a kid from James Madison to be uh, to be going in there and playing against those Philadelphia Eagles. Let me tell you something. So I would probably say he's like a two. It's hey, like listen, a two in this matchup. Listen, you know who else? You know who else came from the FCS? A third string quarterback from the FCS? Who might that be? Antonio Romo. Oh, well, Tony. Tony. <laughs> Tony's a great guy. Tony's a great guy. Him and his father, my father and his father knew each other, knew each other back in the war. Great guy. Great guy. I absolutely love it. But Ben, ben Danucci's probably like God a, damn it. Probably, probably like a three, unfortunately. What about Ezekiel Elliott? Oh, Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, my goodness. That guy. That guy. I tell you, he's really been been not very impressive these last couple of weeks. Let me he's tell got a you case something. of the heebie-jeebies. Got a case of the heebie-jeebies. Got a, he maybe took a little, maybe took a little shit in his pants, something like that as well. I would probably say though, that Zeke is probably got to be. He's got to be. Got to be an eight. Got to be an eight. Have to play Zeke. Have to. Here's my thing. You think Mari Cooper? Mari Cooper. You think he's gonna score a garbage time touchdown? Oh, Mari. Oh, uh, Mr. Amari Cooper. Oh my goodness. I mean, this this is a great guy. I mean, look at him. Look at him. He's fucking beautiful. I would say Amari Cooper's got to be like a seven. Okay. And then CD Lamb. Oh God, another Cowboy receiver that's not Amari Cooper. Jesus, I would probably say he's like a four. Man, you really are a New York Cowboy fan. Oh, I got. What can I say? You're the worst of both worlds. That's what that is. No, you ain't kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and then Michael Gallup. Oh, Michael Gallup. Oh my God, I would probably say Michael Gallup's probably a five. Probably a five, but I would recommend him go to church and say some prayers before he takes the field on on Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. Because my God, Ben DiNucci may not be slinging the rock all that much. You make it sound like he's about to get whacked. <laughs> well, with the way that this Cowboys team is playing, those all those Cowboys might get fucking whacked. God, Dalton Schultz. Oh, Dalton Schultz. Oh my goodness, I would probably say Dalton's probably like a five as well. All right. And for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles, as the as some would call them. Oh, the fucking Eagles, the Dirty Birds. Those no, 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 that's another team. The Dirty Birds are another team. Those fuckheads? Yeah. I don't want you ever to give me shit about hating the Patriots ever again after this. I'm still in my persona, Adam. I'm still Fuckers very much in my persona. See, now, if you were to do a, a New York Jets fan where you talk about the Patriots, then I would allow it. But you are oh, well, you are not you are nonpartisan in your in your appearance, whereas I am being scum rat New York <laughs> Dallas Cowboys fan. Are there a lot of you? There are. Yes. It is an ever growing population. Well, that's just fascinating. Did they all was it all in the same situation where they said whoever wins this garbage game between the Bills and the Cowboys will be my will the team will be the team that I devote my entire life to? <laughs> hey, I could have been a, I could have been a Bills fan and suffered for the last fifteen years, but now I would be in Nirvana with my freaking guy Joshua Allen. 
Yeah. He's so handsome. He's so incredibly handsome. I love him. So for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know he's a month older than me. Exactly a month older than me. Are you kidding? Swear to God. Really? May of 96? May 21st, 1996. And I'm June. Yeah. June 21st, 1996. Exactly a month older than me. That's funny. He's a great guy. I love him. So handsome. Anywho. So for the Philadelphia Eagles, it doesn't look like Alshon Jeffrey will be making his debut. No. He did not practice on Thursday. Sadly enough. Miles Sanders did also also did not practice on Thursday. Nope. Could be Boston Scott show again. Yep. So are there any accents for this one? Or are you just going to go straight? I'm going to go straight. Carson Wentz. Eight. Boston Scott. Eight. Is Corey Clement still on the Eagles? No. Oh, who's the backup? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> that was the that was the only name I could think of. Is JJI available? JJI is available, but I don't know if he's in the continental United States at the moment at the moment. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I guess we could just move on to talk about Travis Fulgham. Eight. Greg Ward, six. And then, I mean, this would be, this would really be the time. I think Dallas Goddard is probably going to be playing next week against the Giants. Right. I don't think Dallas Goddard is going to be playing this week. So it's a Richard Rodgers week. And I would say Richard Rodgers is a good start. Seven. As they say in England, the reverse fixture against the oh, Giants. Oh, the reverse fixture. Going, going to MetLife. These Dallas Cowboys, they're a disgrace. They're an absolute disgrace. They're shocking. Absolutely shocking. What's rare? A New York Dallas Cowboys fan or a Liverpudlian Dallas Cowboys fan? A Liverpudlian Dallas Cowboys fan? Wow, that's that's something I thought I'd never hear in my life. (laughs) Uh, Jamie Carragher might be a Cowboys fan deep down. He might imagine. He might be. Absolute disgrace. Absolutely shocking. If Harry Kane's gonna like that other team, then I don't know. Then anything's possible. Harry Kane might be one of the best goal scorers on the planet. But they're losing 1-0 to a Dutch side in the Europa League. Harry Kane, Daddy Alley, Lucas Moura, Kuming Son. They can't score a goal. Absolutely pathetic. Atrocious. You're right. Atrocious. Thank you for listening to this episode. Absolutely abhorrent. Thank you for... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, as well as the Vanilla Basement Talk Podcast, the Quizvitational, and now our new segment, The Debate, the Basement Talk Podcast Debate. You may not want to if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, there are no comedy accents in that in that debate show. So if that's what you came for, well, we can then change that. Yeah, well. Next subject for the debate. Which accent is better, the Dallas Cowboys New York accent or the or Liverpudlian Dallas Cowboys accent? I can't wait. I can't wait. Anyway, so or maybe or maybe I bring out the Steven Gerrard. So Steven, what do you think about the Dallas Cowboys this weekend going up against Philadelphia Eagles? I think they're going to slip up. 
Yeah, of course. They're going to go and probably have a nice go at it. But they just Philadelphia Eagles. There's some dirty pricks over there in Philadelphia. But we're going to go and they're going to go give it their best shot. He sounds and, like Paul McCartney. Uh, I'm going to go hopefully win Scottish Premier League with Rangers. Hopefully we could beat Celtic. And uh, yeah, of course. Hopefully go out and have a have a great time at it. It's a great program, as usual. <sighs> You're done with me. I am done with you. <laughs> anyway, uh, the debate show is coming out on Saturday. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. 7 a.m. tomorrow. That'll be uh, that'll be released. And so for those of you that like the other kind of football, you can listen to Bird and I talk about Arsenal and Man City. I'm very upset that I didn't bring up Jamie Carrick in this one. This one, I brought out all the accents. Yeah, literally. All the accents. For my co-host, Ed Burrisaw, I am Adam Castor, and we will talk to you next time on the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Bye-bye.